Blog Talk Radio. I do the walk and roll for the Spina Bifida Coalition of Cincinnati. Spina Bifida is something I'm very passionate about, having been born with it myself. Well, it's that time of year again. The annual walk and roll is on September 30th, 2017 at Miami Whitewater Forest in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm asking for your donations. You can go to the Squared Circle Cafe Facebook page. There's a link there. Click that link. Any amount will help any amount, $5, $10, whatever you feel like giving, anything helps, and all contributions are 100% tax deductible. I sure hope to have your support September 30th with Walk and Roll for a Spine Buffalo Coalition of Cincinnati. September 30th is coming up, so I hope you guys can get your donations in. I'll play that promo once again later on in the broadcast for you all to hear. And here we are. Welcome again to another edition of the Square Circle Cafe. I am your hostess, Daria. Come on in, sit a spell, have a nice cup of ice gel on this warm September evening. It is September 14, 2017, and we are coming off an amazing, amazing, wacky, wild week of wrestling. And... Joining me now, well, I usually say live from the 408, but she's actually here in the house with me. But because of the echoing effect, she's in the other room, which is the only way we can do this broadcast. Here she is. Here's Beth, everybody. Hey, everybody. All right. Um, unfortunately, Daisy will not be joining us this evening because she had some dental work. And, um, yeah. That's an upset. (laughs) All right, so Beth, how are you? (laughs) Uh, You know, always an adventure in the life of Beth. Well, last night you finally had a chance to binge watch on the entire Mae Young Classic, and what do you think? It was fantastic. What were your what were some of your favorite moments? <clears throat> the semi final match between Tony Storm and Carrie Sane. Freaking incredible. I don't personally do not get how, how Tony didn't win that though. <clears throat> Sorry about that. You all right? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, but even though, yeah, it was kind of a bit of a head scratch, but you got to admit, though, the quality of the matchup was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Well, Shubham, yeah, who were some of your other favorite picks? <clears throat> well, let's see. A lot of my people made it to the second round and didn't make it out of there, which kind of disappointed me. Such as, you know, Abby Lace, Maya Yim. Honestly, I was really impressed with Serena too though. With the fact that ten years after being part of the WWE and leaving to combat her demons, that she came back and she literally looked like she hadn't missed a step. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she had said in her bio that she had taken time off to become a yoga teacher, and turns out the yoga must have paid off just as well as getting back in that ring, because like you said, she didn't miss a step. Not at all. She was fantastic. Well, as I said last week, there were some pretty standout moments for me. I was happy to see Abby Lays made as far as she did. And same thing, Tony Storm, she's impressed me. Piper Neven, I really hope WWE signs her. Um, and they were pretty awesome matches, but we have to talk about what we have to talk about the finals, which happened this past Tuesday in Las Vegas. It came down to one fourth of the four horsewomen, Shayna Baszler versus the sensation pirate princess from Japan, Carrie Sane. And I Carrie definitely deserved it. Yes. Because I'm sorry. Although she's put in some work and some training, I'm sorry, but Shana Baszler is not a wrestler yet. No, I'm. I have to agree. I mean, she's not there yet. I mean. She's rough and she has a brutality and she has the possibility of becoming a star. However, she just needs to work on more of her in-ring ability. I mean, she did have Carrie Sane on the mat for quite a bit, keeping her grounded since Sane is a high flyer. However, that can only take you so far, as evident by her match. So, but yeah, it was the better woman didn't win the matchup. Carrie Carrie Sang is the 2017 May Young Classic winner. Congratulations to her; she's totally deserving of it. And as we found out on the WWE.com exclusive video, Carrie Sang will be one of the competitors going for the now vacant NXT Women's Championship at NXT Takeover in October. So, so even though we kind of already knew it is official that she is signed with WWE, she will be part of that tournament. Now it's only a question of what's going to happen. Like, okay, what's your opinion? If Carrie Sang's going to be part of the matchup, do you think that 
it's going to be a one-on-one, and we'll have like a tournament to determine who the new other number one contender is. Or do you think we'll have a over-the-top rope women's battle royal? I mean, what's your theory? I hope they do it as a tournament because that way, you know, it everyone has more of a fair opportunity than to just do. Battle Royal, because I'm sorry, but I, I'm starting to feel like Battle Royals are a bit overdone. Yeah, I think they are, too. So, if so, who do you think is one of your top picks to um, to see to have a chance for the title? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, Ember Moon, of course. Honestly, I'd like to see Ruby Riot up in the title mix. I'd like to see Abby Lace in in the mix for the title. Um, uh, Zia Lee, who has actually been signed as well, because honestly, I thought she, I thought she was impressive. I was actually rather disappointed that she got taken out in the first round because I was I was definitely wanting to see more from her. Uh, well, if she is one of the newer signees, I'm sure we'll, we will get a chance to see more of her. So, But, yeah, you have some pretty good names there. And, yeah, I, I mean, Ember Moon, Ruby Riot, definitely. But speaking of Ruby Riot, ooh, okay, we had uh, – all right. <laughs> Last night on NXT, Ruby Riot – well, the week before, Ruby Riot had asked if she could have a handicap match between the iconic duo – of Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. And by the way it looked, Ruby didn't have a tag team partner, so we did get a handicap match. Until somebody started lurking at ringside. And who might that be, Beth? Nikki Cross. Yeah, Nikki Cross, the woman that Ruby Riot had a bit of an issue with earlier this year was lurking at ringside to we had no idea until Ruby collapsed in the corner and Nikki tagged her. Pretty much becoming her impromptu tag team partner. Um, <laughs> what do you think of that? Honestly, I thought it was pretty good, and I mean, I was definitely, I mean, Nikki did exactly what I expected her to do. You know, I mean, you kind of expected her to get in there and do what she felt she needed to do, and then leave, which is exactly what she did. Well, it's so funny, though, because it helped Ruby win the matchup, however... Even though she won, she pretty much had the same facial expression we all did. Like, huh? <laughs> so I can't wait to see what more they're going to have with this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we have to come clean here, folks. Beth and I had woken up early 
And Monday night, we were extremely tired. We didn't watch Raw. However, thanks to the WWE app and YouTube, we were able to catch up on a few things, particularly the huge announcement on behalf of both The Miz and Maurice. Something special that will be happening in about, oh, nine months from now, give or take. I think you all know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, where the hell have you been? We are going to see the most talked about baby in WWE history. Yes, Mike, I mean, The Miz and Maurice are having a baby. So congratulations to the happy couple on their new addition to the family. It's going to be, well... Looking at Mike and looking at Miz and Maurice, you know that kid's going to be gorgeous. But, all right. Let's talk about some of the other things that happened. Okay. Let's just get to it and talk about the elephant in the room. Let's skip over to SmackDown here. And we already knew that Kevin Owens was walking on thin ice due to the fact that of his attack on of Shane McMahon attacking him last week after Kevin Owens got pretty personal with his family, which got Shane McMahon indefinitely suspended and raised the ire of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who vowed to appear on SmackDown this week. What's he did? And Kevin Owens was more than happy to welcome him because, oh, hell, when has Kevin Owens ever respected authority? Um, Kevin Owens was pretty much dancing around, knowing full well he was going to tell off the boss. He didn't care what was going to happen. He was preparing for the Kevin Owens show. He had Aiden English practicing a theme song. He was... One of two limos, one for him, one for Jimmy. We all know which Jimmy he's talking about. All set. Kevin gets in the ring. Here comes Vince McMahon. Now, up until this point, what did you think Vince would say? Like, what was your theory? Come on, if you expected anything other than you're fired, then you're apparently not somebody who's paid much attention to WWE over the course of your life. <laughs> Either that or, you yeah. know, a potential uh, resurgence and new adding of members to the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. Well, we weren't disappointed because Vince McMahon, not only did he pretty much cut down Kevin Owens, especially since he did bring up the fact that Kevin Owens was putting down his grandchildren, 
Vince also decided to reinstate Shane McMahon because, as he put it, Shane didn't finish the job. So, therefore, at Hell in a Cell, in Hell in a Cell, it will be Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Kevin Owens was all, didn't really take too well to it, but he agreed. But he decided to agree on one condition, that he could lay his hands on any McMahon. Vince had his word. So they decided to handshake on it. And that's when everything went south. Beth, care to finish the sentence? (laughs) Well, a lot of people thought that they were going to get to see what they wanted to see, which what they wanted was when Steph came down, they they thought she was going to be the one that was going to get it. Yeah, no. It ended up being Vince get feeling the wrath of Owens. And we got these slaps hurt around the world. My God, but how vicious was that headbutt, though? I mean, to the point where Vince was bleeding? And he just, and Kevin Owens just didn't stop there. He kicked him, punched him, even even splashed him off the top rope. And it was just like... Everyone in the audience was in shock and awe over all this happening. I mean, really, when was the last time Vince was beat up like that? For a hell of a long time. Yeah. I mean, it has been quite a bit of time since this good man has actually been on TV. But for him to be beaten to a bloody pulp like that, it was just, yeah. So now the question remains, even though Shane's been reinstated, what's going to happen now that Kevin Owens took out the boss? I mean, and Vince was very, and Vince, being Vince, he didn't want the stretcher. He was refusing to get on the stretcher. He was going to walk on his own accord no matter what. Stephanie helping him out, and yeah, if he could beat up any McMahon, why didn't he do something to Stephanie? Well, we all know why, but yeah, seriously, why didn't he try something on Stephanie there? (laughs) Do you honestly think he wanted to cough Triple H? Come on now. Not so much Well, if he was willing to do what he did to this McMahon. Going big or going home. Yeah, that's true. But I'm pretty sure Triple H probably has something to say about it, too. And I would not be surprised if he popped up to say something either. But, yeah, Vince is definitely not going to be too happy once his headache clears from the bleeding from the top of his head there. All right, let's find out. What else we got going on here? 
right. I mean, we could, even though we didn't see Raw, we saw clips and stuff, we could still go over and review it and see some of the moments that happened, um, including the said baby announcement. We had... Okay. Enzo Amore got to be on Miz TV. Interrupting the happy news of the baby announcement. But, um... Well... Did... Did the... Did Miz pretty much say what everyone had been saying online? Because... Miz has been known with his promos to pretty much say what everyone else has been saying. And Miz really laid it into Enzo, talking about how he, how no one likes him, how no one could stand him, how he just couldn't, how he was put on 205 Live because he alienated the entire locker room. I mean... I don't know if we ever really touched base with this. What do you think about all this stuff going on with Enzo? Well, okay. I'm a fan of Enzo himself, but here's my thing. Going to purposely seem to go out of your way to disrespect the people that you work with and to disrespect the business you work with and make yourself and the business look foolish, then I'm sorry. You deserve everything you get from your peers. So do you think Enzo is really walking a fine line here? I think they attempted to put him on 205 as a bit of a demotion as if to say, hey, you're on thin ice. The next step is you're going to the independent scene. You will be wished well in your future endeavors. And sadly, I don't think he's getting the message. Well, from what I've also been hearing, too, he's been alienating the people on 205 Live as well. Especially since I find it kind of odd how Enzo's behavior being the way it is, and he's going to be facing Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship. But we'll get to those predictions in a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, Enzo really needs to be careful because he he honestly steps on any more toes. We could be looking at a future endeavor, so... And I don't think that's something we want to see. All right. Jason Jordan faced off against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns claiming that John Cena couldn't even take out a, quote, rookie in a match. And it was a pretty competitive matchup between Roman and Jordan, with Roman getting the upper hand. Jordan getting the um, the spear. But Roman giving him his props. However, Cena had a few thoughts in mind as well. Talking about how Reigns has failed to 
um, rise up to John Cena's level. And Roman pretty much saying that Cena um, came over to Raw because Roman Reigns was starting to ascend to, ascend to his spot in the company. Like, say, The Rock did. Okay. Okay. I mean, this spot in the company. If anything, Cena took over the Rock spot in the company because the Rock moved on. If the Rock didn't want Cena to take his spot, the Rock wouldn't have gone anywhere. And anybody that knows the Rock knows this. As far as well, the notion of Roman taking Cena's spot, that's preposterous. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, it does. Uh, I have to agree with that. I mean, Roman, he is the big dog, and he is getting the respect in the locker room and stuff. But being up there on John Cena's level, I wouldn't so much say that. No. But it just seems so weird how, I mean, I think JC said this on the last show, it, and I think you agreed with it as well. It just seems like this is all made up from stuff that people say on the Internet. Yeah, I'd say so. And this feud is being rushed. We have no idea. And the question is, though, I mean, what does this do for the two of them if one of them loses the match? Like, if John Cena loses, you know, it's not like he doesn't have anything else. I mean, he's probably going to go off and do another project. If Roman loses, does this make him look weak or not up to John Cena's? I mean, the whole thing about this feud is confusing me. Like, I don't get we why it's happening. Not to John Cena's level, though. All right, say that again? I said we all know Roman isn't up to John Cena's level, though. Yeah, I mean, I just wish they had taken time to let this feud do naturally and not try to rush it. And as JC put it and you put it, not use stuff that people are saying on the internet. The only thing I know is, is that John, if he brings up something along the lines of stuff that we see on Tumblr, and believe me, I've seen a lot of stuff on Tumblr, then things are going to throw down. I mean, it should be pointed out that this is a No Mercy, this is a go-home show before No Mercy. So this was supposed to have been set up for the match that we're going to be seeing this Sunday. But it still feels like we need another week to do something before we can have this match. But, unfortunately, we don't have time for that. It will be happening in, in about... Oh, no, we still have another week. My bad. We got nine days. September 24th. All right. But I still want to do our predictions anyway because I'm not sure how the show is going to be next week. So... We'll see what happens. All right, moving on on Monday Night Raw. It has been officially announced 
that when she returns from injury, Asuka will be a member of the Raw roster. The longest reigning NXT Women's Champion, longest reigning champion, you should say, beating out Goldberg's world record, and holding the NXT Women's Championship for 523 days, undefeated in every title defense she was in, facing off pretty much a who's who of the NXT roster, a couple of which are on the main roster right now. Asuka will be joining later this in within a couple of months after she's healed from her collarbone injury on the Raw roster. All right. Is Raw ready for Asuka? Considering she's already beaten most of them, no. All right. Here's another question. Should Asha be on Raw? I'm not completely sure because I mean, technically, they try. They still try to see in that Raw is the A show and Raw is the bigger show with the bigger names. Yet. I personally like a great number of people. I prefer, overall, the talent on SmackDown, even though it's supposedly the lesser show. I'm sorry, but quite frankly, quite a bit of the Raw roster that didn't change during the Superstar Shake-Up that I'm quite bored and tired with. Well, I've been reading a couple of reports, particularly from Meltz, Dave Meltzer, and this is this is what's being said, that the reason why Asuka was brought on to Raw was because they needed to strengthen the women's division on Raw, which got me to thinking, what the hell are you doing with your talent now that you need Asuka to strengthen it up? Um, let's see. Booking them badly. Go ahead. Because Nia Jax should easily, as much of an Alexa Bliss fan as I am, and as much of a fact that I think Alexa Bliss is the best heel on both rosters right now, no offense, Nia Jax has been booked horribly. A woman of her size and her strength should, should be booked the way Asuka was booked in NXT, with her being the dominating monster that people, that very few, that it's going to take something amazing and special to defeat. Yet, mm-hmm. they, basically made, they basically made their strongest female on their roster look like a, look like a joke. Alexa's, Alexa's fantastic. I love everything she does. You have... Due to her behavior on social media, you have a lot of negative backlash built up towards Sasha to the point where most people don't care anymore, and a lot of people were actually relieved that Bliss got the women's title back from her because they didn't feel Sasha deserved it. 
you've got Bailey out with an injury, and then you've got Emma, Mickey, Dana, and Alicia Fox. Who you're lucky if you, you're lucky if you see them like once a month. They've com- Raw has completely dropped the ball with the women's division. But the thing is, you need to work with what you have and improve with what you have because bringing someone else in isn't going to be the magic band-aid that fixes everything if you don't deal with the pre-existing issues that are already there. Yeah, that was the one point. That was the one glaring thing for me when I saw that. It was like, you're going to put Asuka on a show where they already don't know what to do with the women they have there in the first place because you think it'll strengthen the division. Okay, let's see. Asuka does join the Raw roster. She blows through every woman on there. What do you do? What do you do? Exactly. Oh, quick, we need to find more talent and bring more talent up to help go against Oscar. No, build the people that you currently have. Build them, build them and book them correctly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, this is like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. You know it's not going to help. You know it's not going to help. So, I mean, well, we still have a couple of months. I honestly hope Asuka is out with this injury long enough for the creative team for Raw get their fucking heads out of their asses so that they can actually start remedying the issues in the women's division now instead of thinking that Destiny Oscar in is going to freaking fix it because I'm sorry right now for the most part your women's division on Raw looks like a joke. You're going to put them up against Oscar and make them look even more of a joke and basically completely ruin your Raw women's division. Oh, wait, that's assuming it's not already ruined. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm already afraid, like I told you before. My worst fear is going to be when Asuka starts putting the promos, will the Raw audience actually be accepting of it? Because you know how they are with people with accents. There hasn't been a there hasn't been a ton of there hasn't been a ton of uh, backlash from the universe over Nakamura. The few people that have had, have complained about it are are very few and far between. Yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping exactly. that keeps up. But I just know that I'm going to be mad when they go to the first crowd that starts doing a what dance. Especially if she gets really upset and starts blurting in Japanese. As we all know, she's been known to do. 
you. As I'm watching Impact Wrestling right now, and I see LAX there on the screen. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> You're watching Impact and watching LAX on the screen. I'm watching the wall. <laughs> well, if it wasn't for the echo, you could watch it down here with me. Oh, trust me. Even with door closed, I can hear the echo up here from me. I, that's what I've been trying to do. I'm trying to find different places so we don't hear the echo. Because, oh, I'm saying, I'm saying I can hear it. I can hear it being in the same being in the same house as you, just in a different room. I can hear it, and I'm hearing like the things you're saying. I'm hearing you saying it, and then a few seconds later, I'm hearing it come through the headphones. Because yeah, there's a slight um, delay in real life in the show. Yeah, the show has a ten second delay. So it's kind of weird. What else do we expect? What else do we expect from the mouth of the Amazon? Well, I can't talk any lower because if I do, I don't know if the show microphone will pick it up. Microphone will pick it up. Phone microphone. All right. Well, basically, this clip I already saw on YouTube already, so it's nothing new to me. Um. All right. All right. You saw clips from Impact on YouTube? You say it ain't so. GFW is leaking video spoilers before their product airs? Oh, my goodness. K-Fabe is dead. What else is new? Apparently, you missed the completely sarcastic tone. In which I spoke. Oh no, I heard every single word of it. <laughs> All right, so John Cena faced Braun Strowman. And even though he won, it was via disqualification because, as we all know, Braun does not. Um, let a loss go easily, or any match for that matter. Um, pretty much, Braun Strowman mopped the mat with John Cena, including slamming him onto the stairs, which he brought into the ring. With that, um, what do you call that? Running power slam. And we all know Braun's running power slam can be pretty vicious. So add that on top of steel steps. You pretty much can guess that Roman Reigns was smiling in the back. Maybe. Well, can you blame him? I mean, 
that's his opponent we're talking about. So, of course, he's going to be smiling if Braun Strowman's beating the tar out of him. Thanks, Braun, for taking care of my light work. <laughs> All right. I think on that note, let's take a quick... Uh, station identification. This is Father Evil. And it would be a sin not to listen to the Squared Circle Cafe. And I will be praying for you as you listen. Et orare pro vobis in tenebris. Di nomine Patre, di nomine Patre, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Funny, that even sounds Funny, creepier sound with the echo. With the echo. I love it. I love it. Oh, we have good news, folks. She may not be here to take plan for it, but. And within the next few days or so, you're going to be seeing a new design on our Pro Wrestling Tea Store. Beth, since you were one of the first ones to see it first, why don't you film it? It's actually pretty cool. You can actually see a picture of it if you have Twitter and you follow me, or if you'd like to follow me, at Bethy Page. E-E-C-H-I-E-C-H-E-E, because I actually did post a picture of it um, saying that we have a new design, giving JC the credit for designing it, as she has designed all of our shirts so far, and basically, you know, asking people what their opinions are of it. I have not seen that I've gotten any responses yet, but hey, if you're listening and you check it out and you've got an opinion, shoot us a tweet and let us know. Yeah, it's a really awesome design, too. I mean, I, I can't even describe it. You just have to see it for yourself. Now, part of my question is, though, is it going to be a white shirt or a black shirt? Well, looking at the design, I'm guessing it'll probably, be, it'll probably look better. Let me see here. I think it would look better on a white shirt. Of course, you can also probably have your choice of colors too. All you have to do is go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Cafe and see for yourself because not only can you get that brand new design, you can also get our other designs as well. Plus, as Beth pointed out several times, you can also get it in tank top form. So be sure to check that out, prowrestlingtees.com slash Cafe. I'm thinking it would be kind of sweet as a hoodie. Well, the other thing about ProVestingTees.com is that you can actually get the design. You can actually get any of our shirt designs on a hoodie, at least as far as I know. I'm going to our store right now to check it out. But, 
So, yeah, if you go over to the side where it says type of shirt, you have your choice of basic unisex, soft style unisex, ladies fitted tee, long sleeve shirt, loose loose unisex. And depending on which shirt you have, because you've you've got both our original design, our current design, and our soon-to-be new design should be up very soon. Well, I guess it was, yeah, I was right. I guess it's not available in hoodie form, but I don't know. Maybe somehow we can figure out a way of getting it on a hoodie. Because that would be pretty sweet. But, yeah, if you want to get your own shirt, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Cafe. All right. On over to SmackDown. Even though we covered what went down with Vince McMahon, we still got the rest of the show to talk about. And the rest of the show had not one, not two, but three title matches on the line. We had the United States Championship, we had the Tag Team Championship, and we had the Women's Championship. The show opened up with our United States Championship match. AJ Styles defended his title against Ty Dillinger, whom he said would get the title shot this week, last week. And Ty Dillinger gave AJ Styles a Pretty good run for his money. I mean, coming pretty close to even using the tiebreaker to get on AJ, but not without some shenanigans happening on the outside because one guy who has been petitioning to get a shot at the United, well, demanding would be the better word, to get a title shot against AJ Styles is one Mr. Baron Corbin. So Baron made his presence known, but it wasn't enough. Ty Dillinger still gave AJ a really good fight. But, however, it was AJ Styles successfully defending his United States Championship against Ty Dillinger. But before he could really give Ty his props, and he did give him props for the matchup, Baron Corbin hit the ring and started attacking AJ informing him that his challenge next week would be answered by Baron Corbin. Wait a minute. Before we continue on, who are those two brothers that just recently joined Impact? Jake and what's his brother's name? Jake and Dave Crist, a.k.a. OVE, Ohio versus everything. Oh, okay. Well, that's who LAX was facing. I hate you right now. Well, they lost. Sorry. All right. Well, um, all right. So Baron Corbin will be facing AJ Styles next week for the United States Championship. 
All right. Do you think Baron Corbin's Cowboy takes to become the United States champion, or do you think AJ is going to find some way of successfully defending himself? Better yet, do you want to see Baron as the United States champion? Not particularly. No? You don't think he'd be a good champion? Or you just don't want to see him with the title at all? I don't think he's ready for a title yet. Not to mention, it's not really believable to have the guy come off a huge series of loses like he's been, of losses like he has been, and then suddenly give him, then suddenly have him win a title. Yeah, no, that's just, that's just not good booking. Oh, wait, we're talking about WWE, the kings of not good booking. All right, in other title match news, the Usos had defeated New Day a couple weeks back, and with that defeat, the Uso with that with New Day's defeat, the Usos were able to determine the stipulation for the tag team title rematch that they had this past Tuesday. We found out that it would be a street fight, and of course, if we all know the rules of the street fight, well, there are no rules. So therefore, we had the Usos. Versus Biggie and Kofi Kingston. Unfortunately, Xavier Woods was unable to was not medically clear, so it was Biggie and Kofi doing the wrestling. But that didn't mean that he wasn't going to make his presence known throughout the matchup. And this matchup was anything and everything. It was complete, utter chaos. Everything you expect to happen in a street fight did happen at a street fight. We saw kendo sticks. We saw chairs. We saw Kofi being flung into the barricade. We had Big E being double teamed. However, it was all for not as far as Usos goes. Even though the Usos wanted it, their match bit them in the butt because we have new WWE. Now, let me get that right. We have new WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I can almost hear your eye roll right now. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I've definitely made no attempt at hiding how bored I am with the new day. That's true. That's true. And I'm not denying it. But yes, we do have them. So they do still have the tag team champions. And W and so now it brings up the question. Now that they defeated the Usos, who do you think New Day is who do you think would be some future opponents for New Day? Well, even though they're seeming to uh, forget about them, how about Brazengo? I would love to see them in the title picture. 
That is true. They are getting there. I mean, it was disappointing that we didn't see fashion files this week, but let's face it, Brizango, let's not forget that they may be the fashion police, but they are also pretty good. They also are pretty good wrestlers, and they do work together wonderfully as a tag team. So I think it's a, they are way overdue to be in tag team title contention. Who that? So that's definitely something worth looking at. So, oh, not that anyone I don't know if they really cared about this storyline, but apparently Grado, since he couldn't marry Bob and Ness because she's Canadian, was all set to have his final matchup tonight on Impact, which he won. Well, apparently Joseph Parks' law firm was able to pull a few strings and got Grado a work visa so he could stay in the United States. So the whole Grado green card drama is over and done with. Which I'm actually kind of glad about. That wasn't really making any sense. (laughs) All right. On to our third title match of the evening. The women's championship was on the line as the WWE SmackDown women's champion Natalia faced off against the former champion Naomi in her rematch. But sitting at ringside with James Ellsworth on a dog collar, drawing your own fantasy, folks, was Carmella. And with her, as always, that shiny little briefcase that says money in the bank. Now, before this match started, did you think she was going to cash it in? I don't know. No? She keeps teasing that she's going to do it. So basically, I'm getting to the point where, would you just cash the fucking thing in already? But, I mean, I can understand that, but it wouldn't be the first time someone's had a money in the bank briefcase and held it for a long period of time. Okay, but other people that have had the money in the bank briefcase and held it for a long time haven't been out there every time the champion is defending the title, making you wonder, are they finally going to do it? Only this stupid bitch. That's true. I kind of thought it would be a bit hopeful last week when she broke up, quote-unquote, with James Ellsworth, that that would finally free her and she could cash it in without him interfering. And I thought and I thought for certain with that matchup that that was going to be the moment right there because it didn't matter who won. Carmella had the case. But that ultimately didn't happen. Um, the matchup was good. Naomi almost had the title a couple of times. However, Carmella and James did try to butt their nose in. Naomi wasn't having it, jumped off the rope, got on to them, 
But that was enough of a distraction for Natalia to get her back into the ring and slapping her in the sharpshooter. And Naomi, of course, having her knee problems, wasn't exactly able to hold on for as long as she could, so she tapped out. So Natalia is still our WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. Good for her. For as long as Naomi held it and she was a good champion, it's about time Natalia started running with it. But now that Naomi's had her rematch clause, and we, of course we've got Carmella waiting in the wings there, who's next to challenge Natalia for the women's championship? Honestly, I'd like to see a bit of a feud between her and Charlotte. The two legacy women's Yep, we can get a hint of the kind of the match they had at NXT for the NXT Women's Championship, which I actually think would be pretty awesome. And the both of them can perform very well, so it is way overdue. Well, I would love to see Becky get another crack at it. Since things have kind of cooled down between her and that um, UFC fighter she was Twitter feuding with. Now Becky can shift her focus back into SmackDown and possibly become WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. So keep her fingers crossed for that. She's the first SmackDown Women's Champion. She's had her moment. Mm -hmm. All right. Ow. I'm surprised you didn't hear the eye roll if you were talking about her because that eye roll was definitely far more pronounced than the other one. <laughs> I'm sorry. She just, she doesn't excite me. She doesn't interest me. And I've just seen way too many botches. I've just seen way too many botches from her over simple moves that somebody of the caliber of being on the main roster of WWE should not be making simple little errors like she does. All right. So we had this week's episode of Dolph Complains About Everything. And Dolph, of course, saying that a superstar can't get over unless they have a booming entrance. We had, well, earlier in the evening when Kevin Owens came out to try to talk smack, he had Dolph coming out as Shane O'Mac. But then when Dolph came on later on his own, he decided to try a couple of different entrances for him. One of which being someone who's out with an injury right now, Bailey. Coming out with the wacky inflatable waving tube men and the jacket. But he didn't think that would go over well. So he decided to go with another entrance, which now looking back on it was pretty silly, but I also get the idea behind it. And that, of course, is... WWE Hall of Famer, The Ultimate Warrior, 
which I'm looking at the picture of it here, and um, at least he could have gotten the tassels to match the make the mask, which <laughs> I don't know. That's the, that's the only thing I can think about is the picture. All right. Well, since we're on the subject of it, what entrance would you love to see Dolph parody? Because it would troll the entire WWE universe. Please, please let him come out to see on Punk's music so that you can see the disappointment on all the idiots that still want CM Punk to come back. It's oh. not going to happen to Are they going to be in Chicago anytime soon? <laughs> that would be the perfect oh, place I for hope it. so. <laughs> that would be the perfect trolling right there. But the, apparently, from the reports I've been reading, this is supposed to be building up to something a lot bigger. And that, of course, because he's making fun of everyone's entrances, there's going to be one entrance he's probably going to step on a few toes with, and it's being suggested that that entrance will be very glorious. You think he could pull it off? He can try. Oh, and also, I just would be hilarious as a good laugh for him to come out as Nikki. Oh, Lord, I'm imagining him in that little booty shorts doing the booty shake, and I'm almost thinking of Tyler Breeze when he dressed up as him. That would have been creepy. Not (laughs) Not Nikki Bella. Oh, you mean Nikki! Oh! Yeah, that's why I said Nikki! Oi, my bad. Nikki Bella would be funny, though, but yeah. You know, it's funny that you should mention that because, ironically, on their WWE YouTube channel, they have the then and now, and they're actually featuring Dolph Ziggler talking about his Nikki character. So that's something for you to try. That's something you can go ahead and check out. And, you know, I'm pretty sure it's, I mean, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm pretty sure he has some words about his former days as a Spirit Squad member. Probably. All right. Um, nah, I think as much as I would like to, I think we'll wait on our No Mercy predictions until next week because if we don't, if, even if we don't wind up having a show, we could still post it up anyway. But something tells me I should wait because either A, another match is going to be added, or B, some other drama is going to come up and it's going to be added to the show that's coming up. So, so let's just wait on that. But um, what else have we got going on in wrestling right now? 
Let's see. RWA has a show Saturday night at the Chop Shop. XWA Thursday Night Throwdown is going on as we speak. Next Thursday is the one-year anniversary of XWA's Thursday Night Throwdown. Um, Next Saturday night is the next big XWA event that they're having, which is going to include Paul London and Leo Kruger. Yes, that's right. Not Adam Rose. Leo Kruger. And apparently, according to the latest promo I saw on the XWA page, Leo Kruger has his sights set on one Hurricane. And it was that is this a match. And that is this one right here. This is the horror king of the kingdom, Vinnie Marcellia, Ink Sanity, and you are listening to the Squared Circle Cafe. Have you seen that promo yet? Oh, wait till you get a chance to. It's really creepy and it's really good. And I'm almost kicking myself for not seeing anything about Leo Kruger back when he was Leo Kruger in FCW, because I remember JC was talking about him, saying how really creepy he was, and now I'm looking at it, it's like, whoa. So can't wait for that. All right. Last on NXT, we saw the United Kingdom Championship be defended. We had Wolfgang challenging. I know you like saying his name. Go ahead and say it. Pete Dunn. Peter. And Pete Dunn was indeed successful in the title matchup, but it was the drama afterwards that has people talking. Because out of nowhere, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole, waiting for you to say it. Nope. You're not I'm not say happy with him. I'm not happy with him. He is no longer Bebe. Is this because of, a certain, of what he did after the match last night? Yes. You don't mess with pizza. Yep, after the matchup, it looked like they were going to take out Pete Dunne, instead shifting their focus on the Wolfgang. But then again, Pete Dunne wasn't all to blame. He took off with his title belt in tow. And, but Tyler Bate and Trent Seven were there to help out Wolfgang. And as it later discovered on exclusive footage from NXT, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven have noticed that Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish haven't had a tag team match yet as a tag team. They've had it individually, but not as a tag team. They decided they are going to be the ones to challenge Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish on NXT next week. And as it turns out, we have a name for the stable. It's been confirmed on WWShot.com because they have T-shirts on there. They are called the Undisputed Era, E-R-A. What do you think of that name? 
They're also referring to them as CFO. FO? CFO. Cole Fish O'Reilly, which I'm sorry is kind of stupid and redundant considering most of their theme music is made by CFO. Oh, CFO apparently is no longer with the WWE. Last I heard, CFO is no longer working with the WWE. Huh. Well, I prefer Undisputed Era better. So next week we get to see Tyler Bate versus... Tyler Bate and um, Trent Seven versus the team of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, which I think is pretty cool. But, of course, this is getting him more and more deeper in the hot water because William Regal had stated several times that he does not want the three of them running rough shots in the NXT locker room. So... So you know, for one thing, William Regal is going to grant them that title, that tag team match. But it just makes you wonder when is going to be the inevitable showdown between Adam Cole and Drew McIntyre. Why is it inevitable? He just got here. He doesn't deserve a shot at the title yet. No, your body of work is from another promotion. I'm sorry, but it doesn't carry over. Just because you so at what point? Because so when it is, you left ROH, you were their champion. Doesn't mean you walk right into NXT and get a title shot. Well, who would you like to see Adam Cole face first? Ooh. Yes, that means I'd like to see Adam and Cole get demolished. Yeah, because he will. I mean, this is Alistair Black we're talking about here. Who will be talking Who, next by the way, week on NXT? On Wednesday. Thanks. <laughs> Can't wait. I mean, it's not like he hasn't spoken before. He spoke in his promos for his videos coming through. But he has yet to cut a promo in NXT. So this is going to be a big deal next Wednesday. Am I going to be home next Wednesday? I don't know. Will you tell me? I'm about to find out. Next Wednesday is the 20th, right? Yeah. Well, have fun watching the show. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, that's the beauty of the WWE app At least I can watch it in the morning I was was going to say Because, you know It's not like it's on An independent network Run by the WWE That is available for a reasonable fee Of, oh, I think maybe $9.99 on which you can watch previous programming at any time you desire. 
So I can't wait to see it. Um, well, as we we should note that um, because of the bad weather, WWE NXT tapings are happening tonight as opposed to on Wednesday. So be on the lookout because you know people will be posting spoilers. That's why I usually stay off Twitter whenever they do NXT tapings because I'd rather be surprised. Although, I mean, if it's something huge, I'll take a look, but most of the time, no. And speaking of NXT, who do you want to see Donovan Dijak make his debut against? Oh, I think we're a bit. Oh, I think we're a bit away from that. Yeah. Um. Hi. How long did we wait for Only Larkin to debut? Well, no, that's what I mean. I'm not, I know he's not going to debut right away, but the moment he does debut, who would you like to see him face? Well, that depends on who else is there for talent between now and then. I mean, I'm going to say his debut is probably at least a good six months out. Well, since we got... Um, all right, well, let's okay. So let's reword the question. What are some of your dream matches you would like to see him in? I've pretty much seen them. I saw him versus Tommy Ends. Now I I've seen him versus Chris Hero. Now Cassius Cassius Ono. I've seen him. I've seen him versus Stacey Dunn. Although unfortunately, if you. Although he told me he was trying, he didn't kill JC, so I'm rather disappointed in that. I've seen him versus Timothy Thatcher, which that was pretty fucking incredible because I love both of them. That thing is, honestly, the one person that I would like to see him against is in progress. Because honestly, I would love to see Dijak versus the current Progress Atlas champion, Volta. All right, well, that does definitely sound like a match worth seeing. Well, it'll only be a matter of time, especially if he does wind up getting signed to WWE. But, I mean, you are correct in stating that it is going to be a while until we see Dijak on TV. Um, but still, I mean, it's still a kick in the head to know the fact that he is there. WWE did feature a profile on him on WWE.com, which you can check out. So we at the cafe were very happy for him. We've seen this guy flourish in the independent, you especially. Because I know you've known him longer than I have. And I know mm-hmm. you. Okay, you got to tell people the story of when you last saw Dijak in the NBC. I was a blubbering mess. I didn't care. I walked between his merch table and the merch table next to him. Walked between the two of them walked behind his merch table and immediately attached myself to him 
like a five-year-old child that doesn't want their parents to leave. Mm-hmm. He was going to yell my face. He looks down to be like, excuse me, who the... And then he looks at her and he's like, oh, hi. What's wrong? And I'm like, this is the last time I'm going to see you at an independent wrestling show. And he was like, did I find you on tomorrow? No, I'm not. And I'm going to miss you when I don't want you to go, but I know you have to. And I was pretty much falling the entire time. I bought his um, final indie shirt, which was aptly titled The Farewell Feast. <laughs> and he looks down at me and he goes, you know, he goes, honestly, I want to let you know I appreciate the fact that you came out today. And I have very much appreciated all of your support over the years. He's like, he's definitely been a very memorable fan, and you're definitely someone I won't forget. And it pretty much made me cry all the harder. Mm. And uh, it's always such a kick when you see someone that you followed for so long finally make it like that. And it's just a wonderful thing. And it's only going to be a matter of time. Oh, we should know, folks. Now, we're keeping our fingers crossed because NXT is supposed to be coming here to Providence. I'm not saying Dijek's going to be there because I highly doubt it. But, um, you know, we are going to try to get there for next week because, as Beth put it, if she found out that Pete Dunn was there, she's going to cry. <laughs> or she's going to be very upset. <laughs> so we're keeping our fingers crossed. So keep an eye out. Square Circle Cafe might be making an appearance at NXT next Friday at the Ryan Center. We're hoping to... Even if we have to get tickets the day of, we do want to be there. Because if it's anything like the last NXT show we went to, we know it's going to be a kick-ass time. Oh, we should point out some congratulations in order to one of our former guests, cold-blooded Jason Frost. He and his wife recently welcomed their first child. A little baby girl named Ellis Maeve. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but she came into the world yesterday morning. So congratulations to him and his wife on their new addition. Speaking of babies. So there's a little frost in the world. (laughs) So happy news to them. All right, what else we got going on here? Oh, during the Minion Classic, we had some stars working on the red carpet. We had, of course, the women of the WWE. We also had Hall of Famers, Alunda Blaze, and Lita were also there as well, as well as Beth Phoenix, another Hall of Famer. Mom Ronaldo was sitting at ringside. But most notably there at the Mae Young Classic were the women of GLOW. And I don't mean the original wrestling organization. I mean the TV show. I'm not sure if he was being in attendance when he was there doing commentary. True that. Thank you. So Kia Stevens was there formerly known as Awesome Kong, a.k.a. Karma. She is now the welfare queen on the Netflix hit TV show, Glow. She was there along with other 
cast members from the show being invited to be on the show. And when asked whether Karma would make a reappearance, she said she could only speculate as to whether she would come back, but probably not because, you know, I mean, she's enjoying a good run as the welfare queen on Netflix and Glow is one of the top rated shows on Netflix as of right now. But it would be kind of funny to see Karma make a reappearance back in WWE. All right, what else we got going on here? You said that um, uh, RWA has a show this Saturday. What's going on here? Of course, you would ask me when I'm completely not prepared to give you this information. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to give everyone a chance. Oh, you got it? Do what you're doing. All right. Well, I'm just going to give everyone a second chance to listen to Jeremy's promo and how you can help him out with the Walk and Roll from Walk and Roll 2017. Hey, Squared Circle Cafe fans. Jeremy Moses here. Every year, as you know, I do the Walk and Roll for the Spina Bifida Coalition of Cincinnati. Spina Bifida is something I'm very passionate about, having been born with it myself. Well... It's that time of year again. The annual walk and roll is on September 30th, 2017 at Miami Whitewater Forest in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm asking for your donations. You can go to the Squared Circle Cafe Facebook page. There's a link there. Click that link. Any amount will help. Any amount. $5, $10, whatever you feel like giving. Anything helps, and all contributions are 100% tax deductible. I sure hope to have your support September 30th with Walk and Roll for Spine Buffer Coalition of Cincinnati. All right, you got it up there or no? All right. Saturday night, September 16th, the Renegade Dressing Alliance presents Fatal Impact live from the Chop Shop. Tickets are $10 for adults, $5 for children, 12 and under. Match is already announced. The return of Chris Pyro versus Chris Cruz. The in-ring RWA return of the Cool People and the Middle Express versus the agency, Billy Rare and Jason Devine. That is all that I have. Hold on, let's see here. There's more in here now, but... Come on. And my phone's frozen, so I can't get to anything. Phone acting slow? What? Is your phone acting slow? Is that what it is? or No, the screen's frozen. It's not doing anything. The fact that I'm actually still connected to the call is a miracle. <laughs> I don't know why I hate Android.
Okay, is it on the Facebook page? Because I've got it here. Ten dollars for adults, five dollars twelve for kids twelve and under. Yep, which I've already said. Chop shop. Yep, chop shop. Two twenty-five Carnage Street, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Will you be attending this show, Beth? I haven't decided yet. Depends on how I feel after my opening shift at work that morning. All right. um, I'm not sure if I'll be attending because I also have an opening shift that morning. So we'll see about that. And, well, I think we've pretty much covered everything that we want to talk about tonight. Is there anything else that you want to add? Nothing that I can think of at the moment. As I'm watching um, Tara on TNA defeat her opponent. And apparently Trevor Lee is the new X Division champion. Really? Yeah. So you mean he's actually really won it in a match now, not just the fact that he stole the title from Jay Dutt and has been going around with it and saying that it's his. Nope. He won it. One, two, three. Okay. About time. So was that the running gag? He would just run off with the belt? He took the belt. He was doing an open challenge for it, defeating people, and then taking the belt that really really quick and running away with it before Sandra could come get it back. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore because he is now the true exhibition champion. Wait a tick. You said that Dijak. Okay, Leo Rush also signed with the WWE, and Leo Rush, of course, the upcoming wrestler out of Maryland. He signed about the same time as Dijak, right? Yeah. Well, hey, spoiler alert. Leo Rush made his debut tonight on NXT tapings. Okay, and Leo Rush has been one of the hottest things on the independent scene for the past few years. Dijak, one of the hottest things on the independent scene, not so much. Leo Rush has had a hell of a lot more hype about him. Okay, good. I thought I was just, yeah, that makes a lot more sense because I thought that would have been too weird. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm not going to go into details as to what else is behind it, but yeah, Leo Rush will be on NXT within the next couple of weeks as Johnny Impact makes his way to the ring right now. 
Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. Johnny Nitro, a.k.a. John Morrison. How many a.k.a.s does this guy have? Um, <laughs> Not as many as David Starr. That's true. That's true. But at least David Starr kept the well, – well, actually, just like David Starr, he kept the John name throughout his entire career. Um <laughs> I think this is Loki's final appearance before he left TNA because he's facing impact for the number one contendership of the world title they have there. So All right, well good luck to him with that. And well, like I said, I think we've pretty much covered everything, not much else going on for Busy week in wrestling. I think we pretty much covered everything. So, do you want to call it a night then? Sure. All right, Beth, it's a pleasure having you on as always. And hopefully, JC's mouth will be feeling better next week after a tooth extraction. So, JC, we wish you the best. And as many of you also heard, Jeremy will be making his return the week of October 22nd. So, we can't wait to have him back. So, by the end of October, the whole gang will be back on here. So isn't that exciting? Ooh. All right, Beth. I will, I will talk to you in just a little bit. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Follow her on Twitter at Bessie Page. Follow JC. Send some best wishes to her at HardyCat1027. Uh, welcome back, Jeremy. Welcome him back, Jeremy Moses86. You want to follow us at SCC Podcast, email us, squarecirclecafe at gmail.com. If you want to buy a T-shirt, like I said, especially one with our new design, go to ProVestingTees.com slash squarecirclecafe. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Tumblr, Square Circle Cafe, for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.